Welcome to Talk and Shop with Zyber, a weekly podcast dedicated to sharing expert advice, tips, and insight into e-commerce for merchants, marketing managers, and business owners. Zyber is New Zealand's leading Shopify and Shopify Plus partner with over 11 years experience helping their clients succeed online. Welcome to Talk and Shop with Zyber. Today is a very special day. The reason why I have Samantha Clark, marketing manager from Beds R Us. I'm excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Not a problem. I'm sure you say that to everyone. I, <laughs> I probably will, but you're like one of my first guests. Okay, okay. There you go. I feel honoured. Thank you. you. No, thank <laughs> um, I think everyone's probably wondering, who are you? What is it you do? So share with me. Uh, marketing manager of Beds R Us. Yep. Um, uh, so we're responsible for obviously the marketing for the, I think we're at 47 stores now. Wow. Um, across New Zealand. Across New Zealand. Um, yeah. So that's what. That's a challenge. Yeah, it it is. It's exciting. It's good. Um, there's uh, my previous role was uh, retail marketing manager of uh, same round 40 stores in Australia. It was a company-owned model, though, and this one's a franchise-owned model. So, yes, um, yes lots of fun. Uh, we're, you know, having some great results at, at the moment and this year and, well, essentially since I've come on board, so I'd like to – I'll put that to my work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think – mostly you'd be living under a rock if you haven't heard of Beds R Us, especially in New Zealand. Like, I feel like everybody knows this brand. Was that challenging for you to come in? And I believe there was even a rebrand when you came in. Like, was that you part of that rebrand? Or uh, No, I suppose that was actually very exciting because my appointment came well, just after the rebrand decision to move forward had been confirmed. So my role was to roll it out. Um, mm -hmm. And I loved the, the rebrand. I loved the idea, the concept, why we were doing it. And if you can do something passionately and something you can believe in, um, it just, you know, it, it helps. It helps from the get-go. So, um, yeah, the, the rebrand was exciting. And Is there a reason for the rebrand? Um, uh, there was, there, is, there was, yeah, there was many reasons. Um, and obviously I wasn't, um, involved with the research and, um, everything that went along with that, but obviously I saw all the research and yes. read it and yes. looked into it. Um, you know, most there was a number of factors, but most, um, predominantly was that the consumers were very confused about bed buying mm. and they didn't know where to start and every bed store looked the same and, you know, what was the difference between one and the other. Um, so we wanted to really pare it back and really simplify it. Um, and so that's what a lot of the rebrand was about, um, you know, simple navigation, simple stories, um, easy to understand and make it a bit of fun yeah. as well. Yes. I think um, bed buying for some people might be a little boring, not mm -hmm. the most exciting thing to go out and buy. Right. Um, but sleep is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and that, that, that's the most important. Everybody loves sleep. You I, don't really yes. meet anyone that says, oh, I hate sleeping. Um, so that's what we wanted to do, you know, go back and, and make it fun and and also, um, you know, further ingrain um, our Kiwi roots 
and you know how long we've been here, how long we've been servicing. Uh, our stores are locally owned and operated mm -hmm. by Kiwis, right. local families in the community. Um, our manufacturing is local through Sleepyhead, who are obviously one of New Zealand's greatest brand stories. Yes. Um, so you know everything aligned for yeah. me. I thought I believed in it. Um, you know, as long as we did everything right or as well as we could from a marketing capacity, you know, how could we go wrong? Yeah, you brought up a really good point. This is a franchise model, all these, you know, individually Kiwi-owned um, stores. How does that affect your role when you're trying to roll something out with branding, with e-commerce? Like, you know, is there something that we can <laughs> touch on there? <laughs> yeah. You're grinning a little bit. <laughs> Uh, there's pros and cons to company versus franchise from my perspective. Um, the, uh, in a company model, you can make some decisions and you can roll them out quite easily. Um, and generally people will come to the party and follow suit. Mm. Um, franchise, you've got independently owned business your business operators in each area and it's their livelihoods and their families and obviously they're a hell of a lot more passionate. Um, and, you know, we've got franchisees that are in, you know, uh, Auckland in heavily competitive environments. We've got franchisees in rural towns um, where they might be the only bed company. Mm. So making decisions that resonate with each individual operator, with each individual challenge um, is, yeah, is the difficult one. Um, so, yeah, trying to trying to find a solution that fits all. And one, one thing we do quite often is we talk about sitting at the table with all the different hats on and saying, okay, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm, I'm in a small rural town, how do I feel? I'm in Auckland, how do I feel? I'm in here. And we try to play out all those scenarios to understand if there's going to, going to be any pushback. And when you've got passionate people, there will generally be some yeah. form of feedback. Of course. Uh, so we're okay with that. But on the positive and this you know greatly outweighs the negatives I think is um, and I've said this to my members uh, members are franchisees sure way, some people ask what that means. when I say to my members um, I know that if I bring traffic to their stores I know they will convert yes you know 300% more than the company owned model and that's a sad thing to suggest because that would suggest there's a different work ethic or a different commitment level um, in a company-owned store, but there is. When when the owner's in the store and it's their business and it's their livelihood, you know, I know every customer gets looked after, the after-sales service is on point, mm -hmm. um, and that's how you continue to grow yeah. because, you know, yeah. um, recommendations from people is key, yeah. and it's free marketing. I, I know that you guys do a wonderful job, everything post-sale, pre-sale, I, I know that. I would like to touch on a little bit on, if we can, was there any pushback when the e-commerce was sort of coming into play and you've got, you know, all these store owners saying, are you taking, you know, foot traffic or are you adding foot traffic uh, yeah. to, to their store? Was was there pushback there when definitely. the e-commerce... Okay. <laughs> was <laughs> I, that I, challenging? I could, almost just, I could almost just stop it there, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, huge challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the first, first thought is you're going to take um, people from in-store. Now, we do still give the sale that's our model we give mm -hmm. the sale to the member even mm -hmm. if it comes online yeah so that's so you could ask yourself well if that's the case why would there be frustration yes and the frustration for them is that concern that um well firstly we pride ourselves on the message that you should be fitted to your perfect bed 
Mm-hmm. So you should speak to a bed specialist. Right. It's the reason you don't, you shouldn't buy a bed, um, you know, from an overseas supplier, a quick and nasty, mm. and you just get it there. You know, you're a third of your life in bed, so it's incredibly important you're fitted to the right bed. Fair enough. So there is that theory that if someone purchases online, you know, they're not getting the important advice that they need and they'll be back and they'll have problems. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously as well, we all know that the average order value is going to be lower online than it will in store. Um, and then also you've got add-ons, you've got um, finance options, you've got ways that you can make a sale more um, profitable, obviously, in store. And at the end sure. of the day, you know, as much as we want to sell beds, that's, you know, also what they're about. So that was, yeah, probably the biggest challenge. Challenge. And has there been a bit of a momentum now that they've seen the, the power of e-commerce? Are they starting oh. to accept it? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's just been probably our greatest success story in the Great. past two years has Great. been that um, digital, the e-com um, space. You know, um, some stores say to me, I've, I, I had one store say to me, I've paid the rent before I've opened the door. Wow. Because they've come in, they've had some sales and they're, you know, they're happy for the day. Yeah. Um, and so uh, not only that, but you'd have to be, you'd have to be under a rock to think and to not see what other people are doing online mm-hmm. and to, mm-hmm. to not want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, if we hadn't have pushed, and we think we're um, pioneering in our space in this category online, and if we really hadn't have pushed, we just would have been playing catch up. Yes. And so I do believe the members would have got there on their own without the push and without us leading the charge. But you know, who whoever wants to be playing catch yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Definitely yeah. not. And I think you guys have done some wonderful things, and uh, you are on Shopify Plus, um, which you know is a quite a powerful tool. Um, before we get into that a little bit more. But regarding, um, oh yeah, so I want to touch on the start of the e-commerce journey. Was that you? You pushed that? Was that your main drive when you came into Beds R Us? Yeah, that, yes. I had two main focuses that I thought we were a little bit um, behind the eight ball, e-com and finance. Um, And they've been two key projects for us is to ensure that we not only are market competitive, but now are market market leading, Mm. um, which um, we do believe that, that we have and we've made some great yeah. In roads there. Yeah. And how has the marketing manager role for you sort of changed in the last five years with e-commerce coming in? <laughs> so. Oh, I'd say the mar- the role in the past 20 years has been an absolute evolution. Right. And for any, any one of us who schooled 15, 20 years ago, there was not the word digital in a single <laughs> book. You, you wouldn't, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I think back to it and it's just mind blowing in some ways, the way that we never touched on it and yes. never thought that any of this could be possible. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think my greatest learning over that time is ensuring that your um, eyes are always open and your ears, you're just trying to absorb as much as you can and you're very open to the fact that you'll always be learning. And essentially we should all be like that anyway yes. in our roles. We yes. should always have a growth mindset but specifically in this area. And I have seen a lot of people can, you know, if there's anything that they do to their own detriment to either assume they know everything or, or assume they understand it all or think that it's so complicated they don't want to be a part of it. Mm. Um, and you're doing your brand a disservice, um, the company re- you represent a disservice. Um, 
even if e-com doesn't play a huge part in the model, still being aware and able to optimise the part it does play um, because, again, you don't know if it might be scalable. You don't know what's going to change in your model that might open up more opportunities. Um, but how, being the best you can be in the role that e-com plays within your business is incredibly important. Um, so... Yes, um, in terms of my personal, I mean, or my professional ch challenge over those 20 years, um, I upskilled a little bit um, myself and I tried to learn and I tried to hear and I listened to every single person that said anything. I read, I listened to a lot of podcasts. All right, you're good. <laughs> I listened to a lot of ma digital marketing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. you told me the other day you're like deep diving into Google Analytics now. Yeah, well, a part of the part of the um, upskilling I did was in um, Google Analytics, and yeah. you know, it's it's almost before I before I did some more study in it, I had a basic understanding. Then I did the study and went, oh my gosh, I'm not even using five percent of this <laughs> tool. Yeah. And then now that I know more of how to use it, I realise I know probably twenty percent of the tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it is incredible. Um, but again, I'm not even, and, 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 you know, and it's also a time and a resource and, you know, uh, but I am personally not using as much as this tool could offer, sure. but I am amazed and it's very interesting and yeah. you can't help but want to go back to yeah. it and look at what's happening yeah. in real time, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of data and then you need to know sort of where to look. If not, you can spend Correct. days. Yeah. And so yeah. I um, I try and find ways not to get suckered in. Not and to get suckered in. Yeah. But it's also incredibly helpful um, with above the line mm -hmm. and anything else that even in conventional because you can see real time activity from, you know, whether it be TV or other places you are, if it's not directly quantifiable through data. So yeah. Um, yeah. it has, you know, that's another way that digital has helped all areas of marketing, not yeah. not just. Yeah. Well, that was one thing I was going to ask. Has there been a shift in store owners giving you feedback to say when people come into my store, they're actually quite or a lot more knowledgeable of the product, and it's sort of evidence they've done their research online first on the website before going into a store. Has there been anything like that? No, not so much. I I think that we've had a website for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to put a number on it because I wouldn't know before before that, but I know there was definitely a few years before my time we had a website. Yes. And a website with a basic inventory. Yes. And despite there being improvements in how we display it and functionally, essentially inventory is inventory. It just probably looked a lot worse then. Sure. Um, and was probably <laughs> a lot less functional. Um, so they always had that. So that hasn't been a key takeout um, since we've since we've gone online. It's yeah. a new Shopify site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was going to say, the it's quite interesting because you've got these items on your site, which we're going to say, they're not items that you would just click by now um, for the first time I see it. Like, you know, we're talking mattresses, two, three, four, five plus yeah. thousand dollars. Um, but from what we see, it's moving. You, you guys are selling very well online. Mm. Um, what do you think that comes down to? Is it the branding? Is it the messaging? Yeah. Is it... Everything it, else that you've really done. It's really funny. Somebody said to me, a member said to me a year ago, two years ago, you'll never sell a mattress. You'll never sell a mattress online. Never yeah. sell a bed online. Yeah, yeah. Um, and almost, oh gosh, when somebody tells me I can't do something <laughs> 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 professionally and personally. Um, but I know that's not the case. You know, I know that's not the case. Um, so it's a challenge because we know that beds are a considered purchase. Absolutely. They're not mm -hmm. just, you know, um, taking them. There's a few things we can take from consumer behavior in terms of 
um, you know, I, I quite often get asked and I like to understand myself um, who might have, who is purchasing online that may have been in store mm -hmm. because we are aware that there are a number of people that have been in store also, not just people that are coldly buying online. Yes. We know our average order value of under a thousand is definitely... Um, and potentially people that are buying online and haven't seen it, things like the batch, spare rooms, yes. um, uni, you know, even sometimes, and this sounds terrible, but sometimes our children, uh, <laughs> because, you know, they, you know, they're lighter and some people have a um, perception that, you know, that bed's fine. So mm. uh, we find that if it's, interestingly, the average order value goes up and, and obviously our online average order value is much less than in store. In store. Um, but it does tend to peak up a day or so before the end of a campaign, which, you know, suggests to us that over that period of the campaign, the customer has definitely been in store, been served, laid on the bed, um, because then they're more comfortable paying a higher price point and theoretically, you know, closing it out a day before the sale ends means they've kept an eye on that, they've thought about it. And, yes, of course. And they're going to... And they make um, the decision And they there. make the decision then. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a peak, you know, um, a skew upwards towards the end of campaign time, um, which then suggests to us again, and, uh, you know, you make a lot of correlations until we can perfect the people in store and coming online, um, but we can make the assumption that um, those pe that more people that are going up to the higher price points have definitely been in store and been yeah. served. Change subjects a little bit. Um, how did COVID affect you guys? With forty, did you say forty eight? Forty-seven. I, I'm. I'm going to be guilty. I'm going to be in trouble if I go back and I got that number wrong. For sure. Um, but we'll we're just we'll growing so rapidly. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, COVID for us. Uh, Wow, was is is challenging. Was yeah. challenging for everyone. Yeah. From a business perspective, however, um, we find you know if we're sitting in that two to three k price mark, um, and that's not necessarily online, but across the board, um, we we compete quite heavily with travel sector sometimes for that travel dollar. Um, that two to three price point is mm -hmm. roughly a, a holiday there. So we've actually found we've been one of those industries that have done incredibly well Fantastic. through That's, COVID. Yes. Um, the other reason I think we've done really well, in fact, you know, we've, we believe we've taken market share um, even within our own industry is um, really – I think that when people are uncertain about jobs and, and money and everything, um, they want confidence when they're buying from a brand and they mm -hmm. want to be really confident that brand's going to be there in mm -hmm. six months or a year or even before their bed gets delivered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, so being, you know, we've been um, servicing sleep for 30 years where we've, we're the biggest and longest running bed specialist and being independently owned and having our manufacturing here. So we're not, um, you know, implicated by overseas challenges. Yes, yes. So all of that um, paired together meant I think people had a hell of a lot more confidence and they wanted to buy from brands they believed in. Yeah. So uh, that helped us within our category. Um, but then, you know, outside our category, yes, um, people home a lot more. Mm -hmm. They were in bed a lot more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some of them were working from beds. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I know I don't, know about you but I found myself with more money because I wasn't paying childcare I wasn't right. paying petrol and yes and all those other outgoings um 
I was buying a lot of groceries. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but my online shopping, obviously, you know, so for that reason, um, we also found that people were buying a lot of beds yeah. to work for us. And, and also our average order value went up again yes. um, during COVID yeah. considerably. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy times. I remember, you know, March onwards, level three, level four, back to level three. You know, we were... All, all the time, what are we doing? How do we what do are we this? Doing? Are we allowed to sell online was one of the first Correct. things that happened. Correct. You know, are we an essential service? And I'm yeah. like, surely sleep is yes. essential. Yes, uh, and, <laughs> that's and, what I said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so then, yes, we, we were able to do all the things online that we yeah. were doing. Um, of course, the stores had to lock down. Mm. Um, the challenges around there, you guys had to put some processes in place because people were still trying to buy and pick up from those stores. Right. Uh, anything there that was troubling or that you were able to resolve? Um, no, I think the, the benefit for us having independent operators is um, they're business owners themselves. So they understand the, the liability. They understand that they've got to follow process. They understand they've got to follow government Mm -hmm. um, legislation. Yeah. So they were really good. They were able, because each store was very different and, uh, you know, um, sells different things and has different um, community expectations. Even some of our, um, you know, I, I heard when I was speaking, we just recently had our 30th awards night last Oh, look Last at you. week, Winning yes, thirty awards. There I'll put that in there. Um, <laughs> we recently had that. I was speaking to. It's these opportunities. I don't normally get to speak to the members um, from further out. So we were chatting, and he was in a very small community town. And these community towns know their beds are us right. store, and they know everybody that works yes. there. And it's the only yes. place they go, and sure. they have great relationships. And they had phone calls and door knocking on day one of. Right. Um, yeah. You know, even if if we remember lockdown we got the announcement we would be going into lockdown and we had yeah. two, or two or three, three days, days yeah. to prepare for lockdown for Armageddon, which mm -hmm. is what everybody did. Mm -hmm. um, I bought two coffee machines. so um, <laughs> <laughs> This is very important. I, I had to make sure I had backups. I, Sam um, survival kit Sam's, for COVID is buy a coffee machine. That's all I cared about. Right. I bought two coffee machines and a truckload of coffee. Because I didn't yeah. know, no one knew what we were going to be able to access. One of our clients, yeah, through COVID, just ramped through selling coffee beans. You oh, know, just, not just, surprised. And, and, and also they were saying, you're not essential. And they're like, well, our coffee keeps all the essential workers awake. Was our, you know. Okay, I would have said a coffee person is more essential than a coffee. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway. Anyway, but. Anyway, yes. digress. Yes. Um, so they were, you were saying yeah, that. so yeah, so they were they were getting a lot of phone calls and just a lot of you know people they wanted beds mm -hmm. and the the sales that we did online and in store those two days were just I remember we got the announcement and we all went oh my gosh what does this mean for business mm. oh well, actually we said what does this mean for us and life and but yeah. then we went what does this mean for business um, and then once we started to see the traffic online mm -hmm. and the people in store and I was getting phone calls and you know it was just you know. I, it was just people were stockpiling. Mm -hmm. It was just um, amazing. Um, that was good, and uh, that obviously. And then, and then, uh, I think a week or two weeks out because we weren't essential. Well, no one was really trading at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, some, well, but I won't give out yeah. names. Just... <laughs> well, we uh, <laughs> yeah, were yeah. not trading um, in that capacity. Yes. Um, and then I think we all we all kind of learnt and. You know, even the government, adapted. you know, that it was yeah. adapted and it yeah. was going to be essential and we're going yeah. to do this. And I think that's another reason we managed it so well and came out of it so well is we just made sure. And honestly, team culture is number one when it comes to these things because our our team, uh, not only in marketing across the board, they were twelve hour days mm. at this period. Mm -hmm. um, 
I joked with someone else. I think I almost did that because I just didn't want to even face yeah. or think about yeah. COVID. I just thought yeah. I'm just going to work. Keep, keep going. Well, I remember anyway. you were emailing me at 10 in, at yeah. night and I'm like, what are you doing? And then you're like, well, what are you doing? You're emailing me. I'm like, oh, true. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah. And I think there's a sense of responsibility as well when you work for, um, when you um, represent store owners sure. and sure. families. Yeah. And, and a leading brand. And, and it, a leading yeah. brand. Yeah. Um, and I'll get to that, but the families, you know, you know that you have to make them money and for every second you're still working. Well, not make them money, but keep them alive keep, during this time because yeah. we didn't know. Keep everybody fed. Keep everybody fed. Um, so I felt a definite, a significantly more responsibility than I would have felt, I think, for a company-owned mm. scenario. Mm. And as you um, touched on with being a market-leading brand, I also had said to my management, um, you know, and my team, it is important that everything we do is is correct and when you say correct um, as correct as you can, yes, be, can be for Through something this period that, that no one's ever before. been yeah no but we wanted to be accurate yes. we wanted to ensure we were communicating yes. consumer and internally yeah. we wanted to make sure that we were adapting and changing as and as you know the messaging was changing every three hours in some cases it was um, and I know that because you keep telling me change the change banners, change, change the banners, change, change, change the live chat, change, change whatever it's saying. You know, and so, it was yeah. it was interesting because yeah. it was this time when, for the first time ever, sales messaging seemed completely inappropriate. Yeah, that's right. And incorrect. That's right. Um, even if you weren't screaming sale, any kind of inference to sale almost seemed mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. um, and insensitive. So you know everybody was hustling um, yeah. to try and. Um, and we wanted to make sure as the leading brand in in New Zealand that we put our best foot forward. And I, we think, were I think I remember your banners were like, keep safe, you know, doing yeah. this. You, you had all that kind of messaging yeah. throughout the website, which was a nice touch. And, and, it, and it helped our, um, our agency, um, our global agency. So they were able to feed a lot of insights as well, just in terms of consumers and consumer sentiment and what they did and didn't want to hear. And mm. um, I remember we were doing a lot of stay safe as everybody was. Mm. And then it almost got to the point where three weeks later, you know, we'd, we'd get information that would suggest that if people saw another stay safe, they would throw something at the TV. Sure, sure. Um, and, and so, and a lot of people were only just coming out with their stay yeah. safe. Cause as yeah. you can imagine, it takes two weeks to change a TV um, creative if that's the way you're going. Yes. So um, that was also really good because we were, tr we were able to kind of understand um, international trends in that way. Other countries had seen um, the pandemic before we had. Mm -hmm. um, so we could, you know, apply a lot of those learnings there and then again, make sure we were in the right place at the right time saying the right thing and then in the background um hustling to make sure that whatever we brought to life whenever we could come back to life would be relevant um interesting sensitive mm. but aggressive yeah um yeah and and provide and basically i said to the team our campaign if you will afterwards when we come out of this is going to be options yeah just options yeah you know, if you want a you want a cheap bed, you want a premium bed, you want a value bed, you want finance, you want this, you want a discount, you want clearance, you want it tomorrow, you want it next week. Just options. It's there, and we'll give them whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. Um, and again, because our um, owners are in store, again they can they can do favors, they can do things, they can you know sell a do things that we wouldn't normally do in normal business. So if someone's got a desperate need, you know, we'll give you a 
floor stock or we'll do this. So there was a lot of hustling and adapting that they were able to do, which again, I believe served us so well. We really looked after our consumers during that time. Yeah, I think if you weren't hustling or adapting, you were... Gone. Yeah, and and, I, and that's I believe the challenge that a lot of our competitors would have faced, especially yeah. um, you know nationals that are a company um, models. You know, you you couldn't do that. You wouldn't have yeah. been able to say carte blanche, right? You go take the store and make your own decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the yeah. profitability, yeah. about the you know. So yeah, so Definitely. that was really good. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, before you came on the show, you said, Leo, I'm not an e-commerce manager. I'm a marketing manager, which is really interesting because I do, I kind of see the difference, but in a lot of companies, that is a, a very similar role yeah. or sometimes I it is. I don't think I put it as um, beautifully as that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more more going, okay, I'm happy to come on, but what value can I add? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, with e-commerce not being yeah. my background. Yeah. yeah. But what I was going to say is uh, you've got some wonderful staff members surrounding you for, you know, for you to make some really good informed decisions around e-commerce um there's there's two years ago did you think that you'd be talking to a digital agency as much as you currently do uh on a weekly daily basis did you ever think that would ever happen in in e-commerce um what i worked out very quickly with e-commerce is that it's always changing Mm -hmm. so you can go and you can upskill to an extent but in three months to six months to a year later, you might be out of play. <laughs> and we're all in this space, basically we're all competing, we're all bidding, we're all trying to get the space and yes. it gets busier. And so we find a new way to get more and mm-hmm. get seen more and optimise or, um, you know, so everybody's, you know, it, it doesn't even come down anymore to how much you're really spending. It's how you're spending it mm-hmm. and your strategies mm-hmm. and how you're optimising what you're doing. Um, so for me, I learnt very quickly um, have the right people in place. And I don't even mean, uh, you know, a, a digital person that is quite good at everything. I mean agencies where you have people in very niche roles that are yes. experts in their lane. Yes. So expert search, expert pay, the expert here. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you can just throw dollars and dollars at something and if it's not being spent well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you're not competing well, yeah. you're not getting um, good um, returns. So very quickly I went, it needs to be, a re- it has, I don't want to say a large team, but it needs to be a niche team where mm. everybody knows what they're doing. Exactly. I'm not confident that jack of all trades can work anymore. Yeah. Um, even if you were a small business and you had small investment, then then make then 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 invest small in the actual dollars, but or or whether it be the agency work, but ensure the people you've sp- that are spending dollars on your behalf know what they're doing. Yeah. Because. Yeah you're competing against, you know, your next com- your next business, your competitor there, if they've got someone who knows what they're doing even marginally better yeah. than your yeah. guys. Yeah, you got to know who you're in bed with and yeah. who you're working with. And yeah. you got to have that bond. You know, need to see that trust. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's been an interesting journey for you and I working yeah. together because we've had some great success. Yeah. But at the same time, we've clashed heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we want this, I want that, yeah. you know, and we've yeah. had to arm wrestle yeah. and agree yeah. on things. Yeah. Um, but that is part of the relationship. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. it's been working out really well. Um, now, because you are on Plus, um, I know that you have wear many feathers in your cap. So you're not in the day in and day out of everything to do with Plus. But have you seen it help your organization with automation or bringing down overhead costs? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, Shopify in itself is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, uh, you know, there's just no... You, you, I've been on a few platforms and you have to, I just think no matter the size of the business, you have to be on one of the top ones. Yes. And um, having been on a few of the top ones, there's no question Shopify is number one in my mind. Um, Does it make your life easier? Like, can you like do things yeah. if you had to do things? Uh, Not that I expect you to be in yeah. there. It's uh. definitely, um, I mean, it's so user friendly. Mm. You can you can be a, a very small operator new to Shopify and you can set up a site mm. and you wouldn't need anyone else. I Mm-mm. mean, That's some right. basic idea, but you wouldn't need anyone else. It's so, um, it's just logical. Yes. Um, but what, what I find from um, larger business and through our needs is um, quite often, you know, uh, even um, they're, they're just always evolving, adapting. Um, you know, we'll sit there and, you know, I've got May working on the business who's a little star. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's very innovative and she'll think, you know, um, this would be really good if we could have this. And, and if Shopify did something like this, that would be really great. And she'll go and investigate it. And yes. Shopify are either doing it, yes. they're investigating it, they're launching it in another country and it's about to be here. Yes. They, could, they could do New Zealand a little. I know. As far do you as hear I'm that, concerned. Shopify? Just Sam from Sam. Beds Are Us, 47, <laughs> could, maybe 48 step, stores. Yeah, I was just up. telling you. Uh, but, but yeah, they, um, they, you know, they've, they've got this real understanding of mm-hmm. um, business needs as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, they're the first to launch, whether it be pay or different, you yeah. know, um, different functionality. Yes. So very rarely will, in fact, I'm thinking, I can't think of an example where we've said, where there's been any or many cases where we say Shopify can't do that. Mm. Yet, if I look back on the past years, oh God. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, Such yeah. and such can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing you said that you like about us. If if it can't be done by Shopify, you know, that we can, you know, come in and, and be that arm yeah. and, and put it in there and you're like, cool, I can always get what I want. Yes. It's just within yes. budget. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's probably our only arm wrestle. <laughs> is everything the budget else, word. Everything else we um, like about each other, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, Exactly. Um, relationships are key yeah. in, in, in everything we do. Um, transparency is key. Transparency. And I think that's yeah. where the Zyber Beds Are Us relationship um, is golden is because I'm very transparent, as you mm. know, mm-hmm. um, as you are. And uh, But I think the thing we both share is um, passion for what we do yeah. and the businesses re- we represent. Yeah. And we also see the opportunity and we see where we can take them and Absolutely. we have belief. And we also believe in good partnerships. Um, so we know if I go, you go, you go, I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to feel like I'm number one. Mm-hmm. You do. You remind, you remind me quite a lot in those phone calls, Sam. I'm your number um, one, right? I'm, I'm your number, number one. one. Um, even though technically I'm probably not, but um, I like to. <laughs> You're number one, I'd Sam. I like to feel like I am. Um, and the good thing about Zyber is obviously uh, you do a good job of making mm. us feel like that most of the time. Yeah, most of yeah. the time. Look at you smiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yes, no, you do. And so um, I think that that's key. And important for me in the same way Shopify is, Zyber or whoever you work with needs to be on the pulse. Yeah. And they need to be aware of things before you're aware of them. Mm. Um, there is nothing worse as a non-e-commerce manager as a marketing manager for understanding or seeing an opportunity that hasn't been filled mm-hmm. and that you're the one to bring it to the table because yeah. you're not even in it that much yes. and yes. you've found this this yeah. hole. Yeah. Um, so I don't. we don't have that with Zyber. We don't have that with Shopify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, perfect. Um, 
Thank you for all those kind words. <laughs> um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, has that been a big thing for Beds R Us in the past? Yep. Do you actually see a lot of sales numbers coming through yep. this year? Are you doing something as well? Do, do we see a lot this year? Yeah. If anyone, this year's biggest challenge is I don't know what to expect, which yeah. I think is everybody's challenge this year. Yeah. Um, you can't fall back on, you, you just, it's it's really difficult. We will always be a part of Flash Sale and Cyber Monday, which we're doing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's – obviously I've been here two to three years, so I'm not sure exactly or how how much it resonated, these sales um, in New Zealand. Definitely in Australia um, they were big things. Um, and we had had we have had significant growth every year, so I do feel like the uh, momentum is definitely increasing for mm-hmm. these um, mm-hmm. kind of sales here, um, and we will absolutely be a part of it this yeah. year, and we will be throwing everything at it, and we have our best deals of the year yeah. on for these sales yeah, as well. Perfect. So yeah. start early. Yeah, that's, I, that's another that's... thing I've learned. People are now kind of having cyber months. Yeah, um, yeah, that's in, right. In New Zealand, as opposed to Cyber Weekends, yeah. Labor Day seems to be going for three yeah. weeks at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, you, you certainly learn. You look what's happened last year, and you um, yeah. evolve for the next year. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any key takeaways of a marketing manager like yourself listening to this podcast should sort of know, align themselves, get ready for having e-commerce at their side. You know, anything that you can give them some wisdom. Though you have through this whole episode, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Can you give us some wisdom? Um, <laughs> I, I would say um, scale up and always be ready. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than being capped at a time when you need it to grow. And that's, I think, why Shopify Plus has been so good for us is um, you and I know I'm probably we're probably not even using half of the tools at mm. our disposal yet. Um, again, resources and a number of other reasons, COVID and everything else um, means that we haven't been able to push forward as, as mm. quickly as we'd like to. Um, but the beauty of it is we can when we're ready. Yes. And there are so, you know, you and I have got a lot of projects on um, that I'm really excited to see come to life. Um, and the beauty is Shopify Plus can do all those things. So um, I would say absolutely invest in the technology, invest in the platform, do your research, Mm -hmm. Um, even forums and just, you know, anywhere where you can see where like-minded and similar sized businesses have, um, have got feedback. Um, Talk to people, you know, talk to everybody. What's your side on? What's your side on? What do you do? What's your challenges? Just listen, talk, um, gear yourself up with technology um, and always be learning. Always be learning. Always be learning. Every day is a learning day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sam, um, I don't know if I've missed anything, but I think we've touched on a lot of cool subjects here. I really do appreciate your time. Um, If somebody wants to, I guess, get to... No, you will ask you questions. Where can they find you? Oh, uh, LinkedIn. Do it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do I give my number? Um, LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yes, <laughs> and check out bedsareus.co.nz if you're looking for a bed. But absolutely. it's been an absolute honour. Appreciate your time. Thank you for coming in. Not, not at all. Pleasure. <laughs>